What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flipping It, the podcast all about reselling. This week is episode number 47. Got some sneaker stuff I want to talk about, some buying, some selling. Also got some deals that I found over the last week. And uh, hope you enjoy this week's episode. I want to start this episode off by wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, this is now Christmas Eve if you're listening to the day I posted it. Um, so Merry Christmas everyone and I hope everyone is really, really planning towards their new year and their 2020 goal and 2020 vision. Um, so I know this last week and this upcoming week I'm going to really be spending time on looking back on this 2019 year and seeing what I did well, what I what I think I can improve on some things that I need to be doing more of, some things that I need to be doing less of, um, and really trying to pinpoint down on where I want to be um, at the end of 2020. So what I see happening at the end of 2020. So I really hope um, maybe this week or last week or sometime during these last couple weeks of the year, you're really t- taking time to reflect on what happened in this 2019 year. Some things that were great, some things that were maybe not so great that you want to improve on, some things that you maybe didn't start up yet that you really want to start uh, some things that you want to get into, like if you're a reseller and you haven't really pulled the trigger on maybe like starting an Amazon account, uh, maybe you start pull that trigger now. Um, just hopefully everyone is really accomplishing their goals. Hopefully you looked on back on your 2019 goals and hopefully you've accomplished all of them. Um, so really start setting goals this week. 2019 was a great year. Uh, hopefully things will just get even better in 2020 for everyone listening. Um, so I just want to start it off that way. Uh, Hopefully everyone's going to crush their 2020 goals and already crushed all their 2019 goals they had set. Uh, I personally, uh, talking about goals, I had a goal of $100,000 this year for sales. That was a really big goal of mine. I always wanted to prove to myself that I was able to do that. Um, Since that was like one of the first goals I had, I I can do $100,000 in a year. Um, I really felt confident with that and I crushed that goal out the water. I did about an extra 50000 over that goal, so about 150000 on the year. So I'm really, really happy with that. Going big next year, setting a goal of 300000 in sales for next year. I'm really confident I can do it. Um, I didn't even really fully understand reselling as a whole. I didn't even start my Amazon account till February of, last, of this year. Um, so I haven't even been selling for a full year on Amazon. I feel really confident I can get this goal. Setting a big goal I'm really trying to double my goal, my what I did this year, um, and I think I can do it. So, gonna set that big goal here, put it on the record. Hopefully, ne- at this time next year, I'll be saying how I crushed this goal, like I crushed my 2019 sales goal. So, um, hopefully, you guys all set your goals, and hopefully, you're able to accomplish them as well. So, the first topic I have, I talked about a while ago on this podcast, how I got the. Uh, Travis Scott low shoes from Nike sneakers. It was a while ago. I held on to these shoes for a very, very long time. Um, I don't really know why I held on to them for so long. I kind of was hoping the price would like jump up a bunch. Um, it didn't really jump up at all, really, um, from this uh, way from when I got it. It kind of stayed around its uh, same market price. I was kind of hoping for a spike. Didn't really see that spike, but nonetheless, um, I ended up listing them on eBay. Uh, I listened to them about last month, I believe, and if you listened to last week's episode, you know that um, there's no more sneaker, f- or no more eBay fees for sneakers sold over $100, so I'm really happy that I actually ended up selling the shoes uh, three days after, I believe it was, uh, th- that they announced that, so I had no fees on this um, per- on the sale, so I ended up selling them for 665 
on eBay, which is crazy for these shoes. I bought them for 140 I believe was what the retail price was with shipping. I think it was 130 plus shipping. Um, I ended up getting for the shoes. Crazy. I was able to get that much money for that. 702 was the after tax and everything. So that's what I posted on Instagram as well. So cr pretty ridiculous with that. I believe uh, after fees and shipping, I was left with about $425 profit from that sneaker, which is unbelievable for one shoe. So I just kind of wanted to mention that I did end up selling them. I held on to them for a while. I had a size 12, which wasn't the best size, like price-wise. Some of the sizes are going for over a thousand bucks with that shoe, but I didn't get the great size. Uh, I ended up getting a size 12, so I'm still so happy I was able to buy this shoe. Um, and I want to bring this into my next topic because I ended up actually getting, if you guys saw on Instagram as well, um, I ended up getting the off-white Nike Dunks. I got it in the green and white colorway. This size I did get a better size. I ended up getting a ten and a half for this size, and right now they're selling for around five forty to around five sixty area, and these were one eighty five retail price. So it's another great find. But I do want to talk about what it actually means to buy these shoes. Like it's all luck, one hundred percent all luck. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've talked about how many times I've lost all these sneaker raffles. Um, and so people are kind of like, oh, how do I do this? How do I do this? Like you just enter the raffle and it's it's all luck, guys. So there's like really no skill involved. It's all luck if you get picked. I wouldn't really um, count on this as a business model if you're just trying to buy from Nike sneakers because it's probably not going to work out very well for you. You'll get a pair here and there. But when you get the pair, you'll be making it a lot, a lot of profit from that pair if, if you buy the right pair of shoes. Um, and so what you do on Nike sneakers... And another person also mentioned the fact that they don't know what kind of shoes to buy. Like, there's so many releases on Nike sneakers. How do I know which ones are going to be good? Um, I recommend following a bunch of pages. Um, sneaker News is a great page to follow. And there's a bunch of other, if you just search, like, sneakers um, on Instagram, there's a bunch of accounts you can follow. Sneaker News is mainly the one I follow. Um, they also have a website as well. So you can go to their website and you could just check out what shoes are releasing and then go to StockX. It's the I talk I, I hope you guys know about StockX if you want to start selling sneakers. Um it's just a site where it kind of gauges the market price of the shoe, um what they're selling for and stuff like that. Um and you just search them up. So you could just go to a release like there's these LeBron 17s releasing tomorrow. You just search in the the name on StockX. You check the retail price is 200 You check it on StockX. It's not going for that much more above 200 or it's even going for less than 200 You should probably not buy those shoes. But you have these Nike uh, Off-White Dunks uh, that, were that were released this last week. And if you were to search those up, you could see that they're going retail for 180 And then they're selling right now for like five to 600 bucks. So you should obviously know that that is a good shoe to go after. So you'll enter into that raffle or into that drawing or try and buy those ones so if you want to try and buy from sneakers and you're not sure which ones follow a bunch of instagram pages um, they're gonna say like resale predictions which sizes are the best um, which shoe obviously to go for overall and then you know which ones to go for so um, i'm obviously not the best source i don't i don't do sneakers all that much i just get lucky once in a while on nike sneakers as well just going after the shoes and it's a numbers game at the end of the day. The more raffles you enter, the more likely you are to get the shoe. Um, so I've entered into a bunch of Nike sneaker uh, 
um, things. And I've only been able to buy three shoes. So I've entered into probably, I don't know, around 60 to maybe like 50 to 60 raffles for shoes. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Any somewhere around there. Like it's a lot, and it's I only get three three shoes I've bought and sold from there. So it's it's not anything special, guys. It's just all luck. You just gotta know what what to enter. Um, one thing I have been doing recently that I guess has been working a little more. Um, I've just been going for off sizes. So as I said before, I didn't get a be the best size for the most amount of profit I could make on the shoe. But I did that on purpose because I. I don't know. It's maybe like a supply and demand thing in my head, but people that are looking to just sell are going to try and maybe get the best size as well. So they'll, they'll go for the lower sizes or whatever the best size is for that shoe. Um, so in my thinking, it's like, well, okay, maybe I'll make a, like a hundred bucks less, but the odds of me actually being able to buy the shoe in general increases in my mind. I don't know if this is facts or not. It's not backed up by any data, but just in my mind, Less people are probably going to go for the shoe that's selling for five fifty instead of the shoe that's selling for seven hundred. So I don't know. And just in my mind, like yes, it would be nice to get the seven hundred, but the odds of you actually being able to buy the shoe goes way down because the demand for that shoe is way higher than the demand for the size that's lower. I don't know. That sounds kind of complicated, but the way I'm thinking is I go for the sizes that are selling less, trying to actually be able to buy the shoe because if if you go for the size that's higher, you might not even buy the shoe at all and then you'll make zero profit instead of going for the lower size that you can have a more likely chance of buying and actually make some sort of profit. So hopefully I'm coming off that without sounding crazy. Uh, it, it makes sense in my mind. I don't know if it's relaying to you guys as well. Hopefully it is. If it's not, you can let me know. Um, but I kind of just wanted to mention that Nike sneakers, it's all luck. Enter as many raffles as you can. They also have on the sneaker news website I was telling you about, um, they have where all the releases are going to be. So all the apps, all the websites, different like for different countries as well, like UK, they have a bunch of stuff as well, where it's going to release, what in-stores they're going to go to, how you can pick them up in-stores. Um, so check out sneaker news if something you're interested in. Um, kind of something I wanted to mention since I've been getting some questions since I've been able to get lucky on a couple of shoes. People have been asking me how... I do it. I just got lucky, guys. That's pretty much all it is. So for the next topic, I want to talk about um, the Target 50% off games. So if you don't, if you aren't aware, Target did the Black Friday dis discount on a bunch of their games, like after Black Friday. I think I might have maybe talked about this on the uh, podcast before, but they opened it up to a bunch more stores. Uh, I saw it first um, at one store. Then I went to a bunch of other targets around, and I wasn't finding it at any other stores. Um, but then I went, started going back this like couple days ago to those stores that didn't have it before, and now they do have them, um, 50% off. So double check your stores, double check your targets. Uh, they might have the 50% off again. So there's a bunch of great games you can buy, a bunch of Switch games, uh, PS4 games, Xbox One games. All for 50% off the sticker price. It's only select games, so double check to make sure um, it scans it at that 50% price, um, and that you're able to make money on this on the on the game as well. Next thing I want to talk about is a question I got asked this week about Amazon split shipments and Amazon shipments over 50 pounds. So for anyone that's new to selling on Amazon, um, if you want to create an FBA shipment, you have to. Um, Create the plan for the shipment, what books you're going to be wanting to send to Amazon, 
um, and then you're going to set the price for all those whatever that is all those items um, and then Amazon is going to create shipment plans for you so let's say you have 200 items in your shipment um, let's just go for books for this case you have 200 books in your shipment you priced them all out you sent tell, telling Amazon which books you have which books you want to send Amazon will create a shipment plan for you um, and they'll determine which books they want to be sent to what warehouse uh, most of the time uh, recently at least um, I've been able to get all my shipments out in just one shipment so Amazon I'll say Amazon I have 200 books these are all the books uh, this is the price I want to sell them at Amazon will create the shipment plan and most of the times at least recently it's been all to just one warehouse so I'll just send all my 200 books into the warehouse but certain cases you'll have split shipments um, so Amazon will break off some of the books and usually they keep it in still pretty big quantities so it's not like it's gonna be 90 199 books to one place and one book to another it's almost never like that at least in my experience um, it's usually gonna be like maybe 80 books to one warehouse and then 120 books to the other warehouse um, so that's kinda how and at least in my experience how I've dealt with split shipments and it's really not that difficult it is a little bit annoying because it does increase your shipping cost a little bit um, but not much because Amazon offers such a discount on shipping but the person had a question about um, what to do with the split shipments like how these how they even work I think he hadn't really started a shipment yet and just kinda heard some talking around split shipments and oh what do you do with split shipments it's really not that difficult to deal with split shipments all you have to do is just tell Amazon what books you have in the boxes just like any other shipment so if you don't know and you're still new to selling on Amazon as I said before you'll just tell Amazon what books you have and then they'll create the shipment plan if they split it up into two different warehouses all you do is you just go from the one and you start importing the books into boxes um, so you'll just put the box on a scale start putting the books into the box um, until you hit 50 pounds so you can't go over 50 pounds on any shipment and then once you hit 50 pounds on that shipment let's say you still have another couple books left in that shipment plan um, you just add another box to your shipment so you can have as many boxes as you want in a shipment as long as you get all the the items into that shipment so it's no big deal to have more than one box so I think that was another part of the question he had um, he was kinda worried about what to do once you get past 50 pounds um, it doesn't matter just add another box to the shipment you don't want to go over 50 pounds on one single box um, just because that's where Amazon cuts it off but you can go over 50 pounds for the entire shipment so if you have a, a shipment and you have let's say 80 books into that shipment like let's say let's say 40 books uh, gets you to 50 pounds so then that other 40 books will get you to that other 50 pounds it doesn't have to be 50 pounds either you can go under 50 pounds so let's say the first one is 50 pounds right on the dot the next one is 43 pounds so then you'll just tell Amazon which books you put into that box and then tell them how much it weighs the length width and height of the box and then you go to the second one you put um, where where you put the books into the second box which books are in the second box um, how much that box weighs the length width and height of the box and then you just put that into your Amazon account like the shipment plan and then for that second split shipment you just do the same exact thing now, the only people reason people don't like split shipments is because sometimes you have to separate um, the books or whatever you're selling so let's say you have it organized all expecting to go to one spot and then you have to pick and pull 
um, certain items because it's, it's in that second box or that second shipment. Um, so that's like the reason people don't like split shipments, but they're not anything to be like super worried about. Um, it just takes a little bit longer and it does increase your shipping cost a little bit uh, because you have to maybe instead of all of the things going to like the one that's like right up the freeway, um, you have to send it to a warehouse that's maybe in a couple states over. So it's not like a huge deal. I wouldn't worry too much about split shipments if you're just starting to Amazon. It just takes a little bit of time. Uh, you'll get used to it. Um, and it's not that big a deal. So to end this week's episode, I want to talk about Amazon returns and this article I found. Uh, it's from Bloomberg.com. Uh, I just saw this was posted. And another thing I want to mention is if you guys have any um, news articles or topics um, that get posted on like mainstream news sites um, that you want me to talk about and you think are just interesting that you think other people should know about, um, let me know because I really want to start getting into like these news articles that people post about reselling or just Amazon, eBay in general, or any sort of selling site in general, uh, just because I think it's interesting and I always like staying informed on what people think about reselling, the stigmas behind it, and certain things that people think. So this article is titled, Those Amazon Returns, They're Killing the Environment. So this is just an interesting topic about how much stuff gets returned to Amazon and how much it's building up and stuff. Um, I thought this was really interesting. There's a couple great facts on like how much returns um, are going to be done throughout this holiday season. Um, so let's just start getting into the article. Um, it starts off by saying, in December, American consumers will return more than 1 million packages to e-commerce retailers each day. Insane. 1 million packages to retailers each day. That's like an unreal amount. So obviously with this holiday season wrapping up, um, the returns are going to start being crazy. Um, so just be prepared for that. Um, people are going to not like the gifts they get or whatever. They just don't want it. They found a better option. You know, there's going to be a lot of returns. I'm kind of already dealing with it now. Uh, I've already gotten some returns on some of the items I'm selling. Um, and it says uh, it's going to peak on January 2nd and then UPS um, calls it National Return Day. So be, pre be prepared for January 2nd, apparently. Um, UPS apparently uh, classifies that as National Return Day, which I think is pretty funny. So later in the article, it mentions how um, consumers are returning more and more every single year. Um, and last year, in 2018, Americans sent back 10% of their purchases, valued at $369 billion. And that's up from 8% two years earlier. And they're saying that younger shoppers in particular are more inclined to treat online retailers as rentals or buy clothes, try them on, and then return that doesn't fit or look good, which I think is a big problem because I actually know a couple people that do this, and I, I urge them to not do it because it kills, it kills the business. I don't like buying with the even thought of returning stuff. If I'm going to buy something and it doesn't do well, let's say I bought an item it did do well. I thought it was going to do a lot more. I thought it was going to jump up in price. I'm just going to take that loss myself. I don't want to put the burden back on the site and return a bunch of stuff. I did see an article the other day, which I might talk about in a couple episodes or next week's episode, um, and I'll mention that. And It was a crazy story about how a guy returned a bunch of sneakers that he thought were going to sell well, um, and then they just decided to not return, take the return. I'll try and find that um, article, but it was a crazy story. So, like, if you have that in inclination to buy, um, hoping that it'll do well, just take your loss if it doesn't. 
you know, don't put it back on the company. People are like, oh, the return policy is so great. It's like, yes, but like, take your loss. Don't buy with the thought of trying to return if it doesn't go well. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. I almost never do it. Um, if it's like a really, really bad case, maybe, but um, just try and return things as little as possible. Take your losses with your wins. You know, as many wins as you get, you'll probably get as many losses. So just take them and wear them yourself. Uh, so that's kind of just a little side note I want to talk about. People have been buying stuff and they're like, oh, if it just doesn't well, you can just return it. Like, yes, but it kind of hurts the business as well. So just look out for that as well. The article also points out um, that in one recent estimate, they accounted for five billion pounds of landfill waste in the U.S. alone. So those returns do have a serious impact on um, other things besides just you losing out on some profit that you were hoping to make. So I'm not a big fan of buying stuff and returning stuff, um, but if it's something that you have to do, I understand. Um, Just avoid it, especially if you're just like buying to wear it for like a photo shoot and then return it. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, I'd avoid that. Um, Buy it if you want to use it. Use it. Um, Don't return it. Only return if you want. I know how much I I hate getting returns as a business myself. When I sell something and then they want to return it, it just kills me um, having to resell that again. Maybe they used the product. They opened it. Now I can't sell it as new anymore, but I have to accept the return. So it's killer. Um, So just look out for everyone, small businesses especially. Um, those returns kill them, so it hurts me, and I barely get any returns, which I'm thankful for, but um, people that like to return stuff obviously will want to return stuff. Um, it's just it's just killer. Returns suck, so I don't want to deal with that, um, and it's going to be the time of the year, as I said, January 2nd, apparently, it peaks in returns, um, so after Christmas, just expect a lot of returns, um, and just deal with them best as you can. If someone wants to return them, don't try and fight them on it. It's more of a headache that you don't want to deal with. Just accept the return. Um, people are obviously going to want to return stuff. It's just a part of the business at the end of the day. So that's going to wrap up this week's episode, episode number 47. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, if you want, follow me on Instagram at flipping it underscore. I'm also going to start posting on TikTok a little more, just some like fun little clips of me buying and selling stuff. Um, so if you want to follow me there, it's just flipping it underscore as well, I believe. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode and keep on flipping.